Welcome back to the Axiom Youth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us week by week. This lesson is being taught by our youth pastor, Brother Jared Turner. It's entitled Integrity. We hope you enjoy. worship team what a wonderful job beautiful song sang played so well that that's really that really is the goal that really is the the point right is as Christians is God works a lot of things out on the inside it matters what goes on on the inside of your life and on your heart and it really is what I want to talk about tonight Um, we're gonna look at the story of Noah because we've just read that. How many have read the story of Noah? How many are that far in your Word Before World? That's chapter 6. How many are there? How many have read chapter 6? All right. Good. Got a couple. Good. Well, this is what you've been missing if you haven't read. But we're going to look at Genesis chapter number 6, verse number 8, and verse number 9. Verse number eight and verse number nine, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Now, how many know the story? How many have ever heard the story of Noah and the ark? Yeah, whatever. Sure. Uh huh. There you go. All right. So Marcus knows. So he had animals on his boat. Why? Why do you have to have animals on a boat? God told him to. But why? Why did God tell him to? Yeah. So they could they could replenish the earth. That's very good. Very true. Very good. You know. You know. Your Noah story. But what was what was the big drama? What was the big drama that was? Flood the earth. Very good. Right? Excellent. Yeah, give him a hand. That's right. All right. Because of this flood, this worldwide flood. Now, Noah and his family and these animals were saved because they were in what? A boat, right? What makes, now listen, I want you to think now, what makes a good boat? It floats. Yeah, if it floats. And how long does it have to float? Yeah, pretty much forever. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, maybe not eternity, but you, 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 need, you need a good long while, right? If a boat has a leak, even a little one, you're going to drown, right? It's not, it's not going to work very well. So Noah's boat had to be perfect. It had to, it couldn't have a flaw. No. Or it might could have a flaw, but it, it couldn't, it, it had to be at the top. It couldn't be a flaw where it really mattered. Does that make sense? Right, because you could have a flaw maybe in the, the window or the door, but at the stern or the bow of the boat that's underwater, you can't afford to have a problem there. You can't afford to have a leak there. 
Now, I want you to compare these two things. I want you to compare, because what, what I'm going to talk about tonight is I'm going to continue with our one-word theme, words that are very important that you understand, right? So we've talked about faith. We've talked about love. We've talked about mercy, and we've talked about forgiveness. Anybody remember any of those words? Okay, good. So we've, we've talked about those. Hopefully you've got some notes or hopefully you've remembered that God loves you, that God wants to forgive you, that you need to believe in God, and that you need to forgive others. Hopefully those messages have got into your mind. But I'm going to talk about another word tonight, and that word is integrity. Integrity. How many know what the word integrity is? means you don't want to say it out loud okay anybody that want knows and wants to say it out loud yeah no okay brave okay brave that that's i mean it's close but i i would say there's a probably better definition yeah okay what was it to do the right thing right what else did you say when no one is looking yeah, it's, it's very basically to do the right thing. And, and listen, though, listen to me. Listen, no, you did a great job. He didn't look it up. Now, I want, now, there's another definition of integrity, another use of the word integrity. Because what Kimaria said is absolutely what I'm going to speak about. It's a, 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 integrity as it refers to our life. Right. Integrity when it refers to a human being. Right. A man or a lady of integrity. Right. Somebody that does the right thing, not just when people are looking, but all the time. But integrity, there's another way to use it. And it is when you refer to a structure. Or to a boat or to a car or to some sort of engineering that the structure has integrity. That means it does what it's supposed to do. So I, I thought about this when I was thinking about the story of Noah, that Noah had to have integrity before God would have relationship with him. Noah had to desire that relationship. The Bible says that he was perfect. At a time when everybody was just given to whatever they wanted to do, Noah was perfect where it mattered, Brother Caleb. It's not that he wasn't flawed and didn't have problems, but there's some areas of your life you can't afford to have a problem. See, the, the people say, well, nobody's perfect. Yeah, that's true, but there are some people that are perfect where it really matters. You understand that? That Noah's boat probably wasn't perfect, right? It, there was probably some parts that broke when he got the animals on. There were probably some stalls, doors that didn't latch quite right when the, at the horse bend, right? Some of the troughs may have gotten chewed on by the cows, right? And they, it wasn't a perfect boat. It wasn't clean. It, nothing was just perfect. But where it really mattered, it was perfect. The board on the outside that held back the water was there and it fit right in place. There wasn't a six-foot hole in the bottom of the boat to let water come gushing in because it would not have floated. It would not have worked. So I'm going to make a comparison between Noah's life and the boat that he built because both of them had to have integrity. 
in order to save him and his family. Integrity mattered. And we live in a world where integrity does not matter. That performance might matter or style might matter or your look might matter. But people say integrity doesn't matter because everybody's got flaws. Everybody's got problems. Nobody is perfect. How many have ever heard that saying? Nobody is perfect. And you know what? It is true. Right. But the Bible says that Noah was perfect in his generation. Meaning that Noah had integrity. Now, so how do we reconcile that belief in our heart that nobody is perfect, but that Noah was perfect? And my answer is that we're going to compare Noah to the boat that he built. Because Noah and his boat are connected. They were both the instruments of saving his family and by and large saving all of us from it because we all descend from Noah and his family. So his boat had to work, but also he had to build it. God used both things. So integrity matters. Integrity matters. There are some areas just like Noah's boat There are some areas in Noah's life that had to be there or he would not have been tasked to build the boat. He would not have been chosen by God. Was he perfect? Well, the Bible says yes. But was he perfect in the way maybe that we think that he never got a bad attitude, that he never got grouchy with his wife? That he never got a little angry at Ham, Shem, or Japheth, his sons, and maybe spoke in anger or did something that was unfair. Well, did it mean that he was just a little angel boy walking around? Probably not. Because the Bible also teaches that there was really only one person that never, ever committed any kind of sin, and that was Jesus Christ. And in fact, if you had kept reading, and the reading for today or for yesterday, I can't remember, but it was where Noah got drunk. Now, it could have been an accident. We don't really know because we don't know what they knew about how grapes or alcohol fermented, but he made a mistake. We don't know if it was a sinful mistake because we don't really know what he knew, but he got passed out, right? So he, he was capable of miscalculating things. He wasn't a genius, per se, and not everything was perfect in his life, right? So I know that, and we've had, Brother Dalton's asked good questions about that because the Old Testament can bring up drinking sometimes and it doesn't always shine it in in a bad light, and so we've got to talk about that, and we're going to teach on that, but uh, very clearly the Bible teaches that there were some things that God brings us into more perfect knowledge. And as Scripture develops, uh, the Proverbs begin to teach that drunkenness is foolishness. And so Noah was, while, while maybe God hadn't yet laid down the law that it was uh, forbidden, it was foolishness, and he partook of some foolish things. And you could read the story for yourself. But he was, so he wasn't a perfect person. He didn't have, like, absolutely perfect judgment in every area of his life, but yet the Bible calls him perfect. So 
what that what only way, Brother Caleb, I can make sense of that is that Moses, I mean, not Moses, Noah was perfect where it really counted like his boat. That there were some areas in his life that he could not afford to have a deficiency in because he would not have been able to function in the role that God had called him to if maybe perhaps he did not even have a love for God, that he did not have a relationship with God, or if he was a liar, or if God could not trust him. There, had, there were some big things in his heart that had to be perfect. His motivations had to be perfect. Motivation is a big thing. And listen to me, you can you will probably never, ever get to the place where you are perfect in every action, in every decision, with all wisdom and all knowledge and everything all together. And you never offend people and you always handle things right. You're never going to get there. But you know what you can get to? You can get to perfection in your motivations into why I do what I do. Am I a perfect youth pastor? No. And will I ever get to be a perfect youth pastor? Probably not. I will always miss something. I might mishandle an event. I might forget to schedule something. I might get a little disorganized. But you know what I have to get right, Brother Caleb, or the ship sinks, is this heart inside of here. I've got to make sure that when I'm coming and I'm dealing with you, and I'm talking to you and I'm helping you, it's because I love you, not because I want to bully you. That I try to treat everybody fairly. And do I treat everybody fairly? Well, sometimes I might not. But the difference is, do I desire to treat people fairly? Do I love you? That's the question. Right? It's not about necessarily how professional I can be as a youth pastor. If I've missed the market, it's like it doesn't matter how clean the horse trough was on Noah's Ark. If there was a big hole in the bottom, the ark was meaningless. That's what integrity is. Integrity without it, without doing the right thing, Cumarius. Like you said, that was very good. What, without, without doing the right thing when nobody is watching. When nobody is um, looking at you, when you're in your room alone, integrity will help you not to sink the ship of your life. Because God has a calling on your life. Because we also read at the beginning of this Word Before World Challenge that we were created in the image of God. You were created in God's image. That means he is your designer. And that means he knows the kind of things that need to be present in your life so that you can stay afloat in this life. Why are there so many young people in your generation that are committing suicide? That is a real thing across our nation. Low self-esteem, bullying. Low confidence, hopelessness, maybe, family drama, drugs, don't feel loved, relationships over their head. You know, there's a lot of reasons why. And, and you know what? Everybody, these are very good ones. 
everybody in the world almost, in like teachers and, and professors, they're asking these questions because they're wondering why. What, what makes a young person come in and, and shoot their friends and then take their own life? What, what makes people get to that place where they're 16 years old and they're beating people to death on the street? Kidnapping people. Well, I mean, that's, this happens. That happens here. That happens in our country. What happens? It's because when you undergird the integrity that God has designed you for, He gives you the blueprint and says, this is how your life should work. And if you begin to rip away parts from that plan, you're going to eventually touch something that is vital to the boat, even staying afloat. Your integrity matters. You can be perfect in your motivation. Next thing you can be perfect in. You can be perfect in your word. Now listen to me, I'm not talking about you always say nice things. I'm not talking about the words that you say because we all mistakenly say things maybe that we don't mean in our heart. Or maybe we do mean them and it's a bigger issue. And, and God can forgive you and God can repent of you that. And I'm not saying that, that you, have, you need to watch your language, of course. But we all say things maybe in anger. I'm not talking about cursing. I'm just talking about being too quick with people or, or kind of tearing people down or making fun of people when we really didn't mean to, right? And we hurt people's feelings that way. We offend people a lot of times. And, 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 and so I'm not saying that, you, that you'll get, ever get to that place where you never say anything wrong, but I'm talking about when you speak, you do your best to speak the truth. And when you say, I'm going to do something, you do it. That when you give your word, you follow through. You can be perfect in your word. You do not have to be a liar. The Bible says that all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. And I don't believe that means that God is just going to judge people that lie very harshly. I believe that if you become a liar in your spirit, there is no way that you will be able to know God at all. There's no way God will call you. There's no way God will talk to you. There's no way God will deal with you. Why? Because he cannot trust you. Because you're not a trustworthy person. Why? Because a lie sounds better when the truth is better. You'd rather lie than tell the truth and just... For whatever reason, just because why it gets in your spirit. Have you ever met people like that? And they, they could have $100 in their pocket and they'll brag to you about having 50 just because it's a lie. And you're thinking, why even lie, dude? The truth is better. But it just something grabs a hold of their spirit. And it's a six foot hole in the bottom of their boat and they're floating through life. And maybe the top is all good and gold and glistening and everything is clean and everything looks awesome. But where it really counts, integrity has already sunk their ship. It's already sunk their ship. And you know what? We truly, we really value integrity, but we just don't teach it. A lot of times to our young people, we give people a pass. But you know what? If why is it when you have a big political campaign that people always try to bring up what dirt on somebody? 
Yeah, they always try to bring up dirt. Why? Because they want to show that this person doesn't have good integrity because back in the day, we used to care about integrity. So it's still kind of in the fabric of our nation, but yet at going forward, we're teaching young people that you can never be perfect, that you're always going to have mistakes, that you're always going to... But that's, not, that's a lie. You can be perfect in this generation where it really matters. Your motivations can be perfect, and your word can be perfect. And see, you understand how those two pillars, those two grounding points. God is very, very merciful on those things if your motivations are right and if you tell the truth, if you love the truth. Right? That's what forgiveness is. We talked about mercy, right? It's about coming to God and saying what you have actually done. Do you think God forgives sin when you lie about it to him? Or when you justify it and you say, oh, it's okay that I was that way. It's okay that I did that. It was okay that I had that. And you never repent. Does God forgive? No, because God's looking for somebody who is perfect. Who is perfect in their motivation. Perfect in their motivation. Perfect in their word. And the third one, and I'm coming to a close, and it's, it's really very closely connected to motivation. But perfect in your desire. Perfect in your desire. What do you really want from life? What do you really want? Because your desire will fuel your motivation. What do you really want out of life? I'm calling for young people to be perfect in their desire. And I want to please God. When that is your burning desire, you can be honest when it hurts you. You can not cheat on a test and get a 30% on that test and be happier with yourself than if you would have cheated and got 100 Because why? Your desire is towards God and your desire is towards integrity. But you understand that the people that get hundreds because they cheat, they're not really very educated. They don't really have anything. They're graduating with straight A's, but it doesn't really mean anything to them. It's empty. There's a big hole in the bottom of their boat. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to end up in prison. Because if you cheat on a test, why not cheat on your taxes? And if you cheat on your taxes, why not tell this business partner that you got a million dollars in the bank when you got zero and get him to invest a whole bunch of money? And there are men that are very well off and very wealthy that will be in prison in a few years because it will be found out that they had horrible integrity problems. They were not a hardened criminal on the street, but they had an integrity problem. And they were wearing nice suits, but they were defrauding people. 
people. They were pulling things. Why? Because their desire was for themselves. Their desire did not concern with other people. You can be perfect in your desire toward God. Noah walked with God. He was perfect in his desire. And God knew that he would be obedient. God knew that what he told Noah to do, Noah would do it. He could trust him. Noah loved the truth. His motivation was right. You can be perfect in those areas of your life. Because the Bible says that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Now, do you really think that that's really going to be how it works if you have wicked, evil desires? No, you're going to be partnered with another force to get those desires. What that's talking about is you can say, Lord, take this heart of stone, the Bible says, and give me a heart of flesh. Take this heart that was hardened towards you and give me something in its place that will be sensitive to you. God will help you get to where you need to be, but you've got to know that it's possible and don't stop short and say, well, everybody has mistakes. You know what? Not everybody is a liar. There are people that will rather die than tell a lie. There are people with such strong integrity that it will cost them money to tell the truth. That their word is their bond. That they will go through anything. And you know what kind of person that is? That's a person that stays married. So that means that's the kind of person you want to be married to. You don't want to be married to somebody that has an integrity problem. Because when you stand there on that stage and they say for better or for worse or sickness and in health. And you say I do. You better hope that person looking you in the face has integrity. Because they may be beautiful or they may be all buff and they may be all pretty. But if they don't have integrity, your marriage is, has a massive hole where it really matters. Because integrity keeps marriages together. Because you know what? Sometimes life is going to get hard and you better hope that. And sometimes, you know what? You lose your hair and you get bald and you get ugly. Right? And you better hope that the person that stood there when you had a bunch of hair and said for sickness and in health and they said, I do, you better hope that they meant it because integrity matters and we brought it up family problems are a reason people commit suicide so you're giving your family and your kids something to hold on to an ark to climb into so that they don't feel hopeless when the rains are beating down on their life because you've built a ship that's perfect perfect in integrity it can happen. You don't have to be a liar. You don't have to have a lust in your heart, young men. Your desires can be perfect. You do not have to be addicted to pornography. You do not have to be addicted to pornography. You do not have to have that desire in your heart. God can remove it from your life. Not everybody is addicted to pornography. But the world would like to tell you that's the way men are. But then when men commit sexual assault because they have been so infiltrated with the junk and the filth from this world, the world throws them under the bus and says, oh, how these men are so awful. But yet nobody is talking about the root of the problem. It's integrity. 
It's integrity. You can't expect men to just watch junk after junk after junk and be able to control themselves in a room alone with a vulnerable woman. And all of a sudden expect them to be men of integrity when they have not been men of integrity. Brother Kumaris, what did you say? When they were alone. When you didn't have integrity when you were alone, you're not going to have integrity when you're with somebody. Your integrity is going to be right out the window. But you can be perfect. I've come to tell you tonight, you can be perfect. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Why? Because we have a Redeemer. We have a God who died on a cross so that we could be perfect. So that we could build a life that will work. That will protect us. You can have integrity. Let's stand together. Because I'm coming to a close. I want you to close your eyes right now. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to preach something just to get you to, to act a certain way. I'm not trying to get you, I'm not trying to control your behavior. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm trying to let you know that there is a God that can build your life in such a way that it is stable through the storms of life. The Bible says this, when God looked down on the earth in Noah's day, and that nobody was paying attention to him. Nobody, nobody was doing anything at all that related to him. They were just living their life. They weren't thinking about him. They were defrauding one another, killing one another, murdering one another. They were violent on evil continually, the Bible says. And it didn't say, you know what, you know what God's emotion was in that day? You know what God's emotion was? It wasn't anger. It was grief. It was grief. It grieved God. Why? Because their life wasn't going to make it. Because what he had designed them for, they had misshapen and distorted. And the common belief was nobody could be perfect. But God knew better. God knew that there was a man named Noah that proved those others wrong. See, for every person that walks away from integrity, there's going to be somebody that picks it up. God is going to have a church. God is going to use young people in this generation to reach their school, to reach their friends, to be the real thing, not just a Christian on Sunday and a heathen on Monday, but God is going to use somebody that is consistent when nobody is looking. God's going to use somebody like that. And I don't know about you, but I want it to be me. If God's going to be using somebody, I want to have the integrity to be used by Him. I want to be perfect where it counts. I will never be perfect, maybe, in my attire. My clothes may never be perfect. I may never be perfect in my health. I may never be the picture of health. I may never be perfect in every word that I say. But I can be perfect in my heart. I can be perfect in my motivation. I can be perfect in my word. When I say it, I need to mean it. And I need to be perfect in my desire. And I need to hunger after the things of God.
If that's you tonight, if you feel that call in your heart, I want you to keep your eyes closed. And this altar is going to be open. And if you want to pray, if you want to just rededicate or reconsecrate, or maybe you have no idea what it even means to live for God, but you just feel something in your heart that says, you know what, Brother Jared? That sounds like a life I want to live. That sounds like a God I want to get to know. I want Him to be able to make me into something that is worthwhile into something that will last, that will test, of, that will stand the test of time. And this altar call is for you. I want to pray for you right now, and then we're going to open this altar. God, I pray right now for these young people, God, that are here. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just begin to speak to them. God, I believe you're talking to them. God, I, I, I felt, Lord, something in my spirit, God, and I can see it in their faces, God, that you, there are young people here that you are calling, that you are pulling towards you, God. Lord, that you, God, have a plan in their life, and I pray that you would begin to work on them right now, that you would begin to speak to them right now. God, maybe it's somebody that nobody would expect, but you're calling them, and you you see them and maybe they're like Noah and they live in a generation that is filled with wickedness but in their heart there's something that you say hey I can work with that I can touch that I can heal that I pray that you would reach them right now in the name of Jesus if you'd like to pray this altar is open I want to just kind of encourage you to take that step of faith forward and saying God you know what I want to have my life filled with integrity I want to have my life filled Come on, if, if you're battling something, you know where the place to bring it is? is right here. And say, God, you know what? I've made a mistake, and I need you to help me. I made a mistake in my heart. I made a mistake in my life, and I need you to help me. God's not going to cast you out, right? Because that's right where he wants you. That's a, a man, a lady of integrity is willing to admit when they make a mistake. Don't lie to yourself. But take an honest look at where you're.